I'm going to start today. My series is called Get Up. Oh, if you don't like hollering, you're really going to love me. Get up. We get down. Why? Well, because we've made maybe bad choices in our life. We get down because maybe somebody's bad choices put us down. We get down because maybe something bad has happened to us. The loss of a loved one, the loss of a job. Somebody we believed in who just, I don't know, they just really hurt us. Okay? Who knows why we get down and it really doesn't matter what it is that got you down. Here's the point. You're down! And you need to get up. It's not a good place to be, is it? So, I'm in a series on the disciples right now. And they were really down. And we're going to talk about it. And we've been talking about it. This is uh, week number three. And it's meeting number four that Jesus will have with them today, the resurrected Savior. But something happened to me this morning about 3 a.m. And I had to get up. The phone rang. Anytime your phone rings at 3 a.m., it's not a good phone call. It never is and it never will be. And Kim answered the phone next to the bed. And I could just see her response. And so I just grabbed her hand, waiting to hear something tragic. And it was. And she handed the phone to me. It was Inglewood Hospital. John, are you here today? John, I met with you this morning about 3 a.m. It was someone I knew that ran the ER. And they knew this family needed help. And she knew me, this head nurse. And I got the call that their 16-year-old had suddenly passed away. And they needed somebody. Not that I'm a great person. I'm not better than you. But you know what? I said I'll be there in, within 10 minutes. And you know what I did? I got up. And that's what happens when you're down. If you're not up, who needs you? Who needs you? This community needs me. I'm valued. I matter. Can you say I'm valued? I matter to yourself. I am valued. I. That's you guys. That's you. That's you. That's you. It's not just me. It's you. But when I'm down or you're down, people need you. Are you hearing me? Jesus needed the disciples. He needed them. He had died on the cross. He had risen from the dead. But they're the ones, the, the 12, and one of them had already betrayed him. And the other 11 had denied him and forsook him and fled. Is that the truth? That is the truth. He needed them to carry the gospel, to tell them what we did, 
by the Sea of Galilee to tell them about the miracles, to tell them what happened at the woman at the well. You wouldn't believe that. They were eyewitnesses of his glory. Nobody else could feel their shoes. Nobody else can feel your shoes. You're needed. Are you hearing me? Why are you hollering at us, Clark? Because I want you to get your stinking tail up. We need you. Your family needs you. You're valuable. And Satan knows you're valuable. And he hates your guts. And I think I'm A1 on his hit list. But Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Amen? Come on. Come on, baby. So that's why I'm in this series right now. And I was discouraged. I was feeling some discouragement in my life. I'm no different than you. No different than you. Don't put me up here. You're a lunatic if you do that. The best thing in my life is I tell it like it is and I try to be honest. And that's helped people in my world. And sometimes you might not like the words I say, like crap. But at least I said it. I think we're coming to the place in our world where we better just start talking real to people. I mean, what's what's going to happen? The whole world going to burn here before we know it next week? I mean, what you, is the world going crazy, say? Are we going to still keep playing church? Don't, can't offend nobody. You know, they might leave. You need their money. We don't need your money. And if it takes me to offend you to get you up, I'll do it. Somebody's got to jack your jaws. It may as well be me. How about it? Because I care for you. Y'all hear me or not? Amen. That's good. Great. Great. You're listening. You're good. You're good. Awesome. So, I'm in this series on the disciples because they need, they, there's nobody that can replace the apostles. There were the 12 apostles. That's what they are. You can't replace the 12 apostles. Nobody's going to replay, repaint the Last Supper picture, okay? Jesus needed these guys. You might say, well, Clark, he's God. Trust me. He puts a lot of confidence in you. Yeah, but if I wasn't here, it wouldn't really matter. That's just bull crap. Excuse my language. You're needed. You're needed. You're needed. You hear me? You're, you matter. Get up. Amen? And I didn't share that story. It was hurtful, that story this morning. It's a real story. That is real life. And they had a, a little daughter who I had to sit there and share. That's your big sister. She's not, she's not here, but that God had her, and he's got you, and he sent me tonight because that's how much he cares for you and loves you, and you know what she said to me? You smell nice. I told her that meant the world to me. Not many people tell me that. <laughs> and though it was hurtful and hard, and it's still hard, and it's going to be hard for this family, but did you know that's the kind of thing right there that can keep somebody down the rest of their life? Yes? 
So this message is pretty important today. This series is pretty important, isn't it? It's pretty important, isn't it, Pastor? Who I love and his wife. It's pretty important that God's Word told us about how they failed the Lord. Because that's us, ain't it? So let's go to the Word now. Let's check it out. I know I shared a little extra, but I appreciate y'all letting me do that. And if you didn't let me, you know I'm going to do it anyway. Here we go. Let's go with the message. What's it called? There you go. I love it. I love it. Today's message is message number three. And it's called Focus. Look at it. Can we? Oh, do it again, Raj. Oh, I can't see good. Now do it again, Raj. Oh, do it again. The Focus. By the way, what is that position on the football field called? He's the what? He's the center. The one that hikes the ball is called the what? He's the center. Don't forget I said that. It's in the message. It's very important. Today's message is called Focus. Jesus has met with the disciples three times since he was crucified. Are we clear on that? First time, they're in a room together. They're scared to death. They're going to be hunted down like dogs. They just killed the Savior, and next they're coming for the disciples, the apostles, because they kept saying, you were with him, you were with him, you were with him. Remember them saying that in the Bible? And so they're huddled together. They know they can't beat Rome. They know they can't beat this system. They're dead meat. And so they're like we would be. They're in a room, huddled together, scared to death, and they've totally forsaken Christ, totally. So Jesus actually appears to them in that room. And he says, peace be unto you. He meets again with them another time when Thomas, because he was absent, now he's present, he says it again, peace be unto you. I've tried to explain that to you in my lingo. Here's what I think that means. You guys have failed me. But I want you to know something. I'm not angry with you. Wow. Wow. How many of the Lord ever told that to you in your heart before, in your heart? You just knew it, that he loved you regardless of the situation you were going through. Yes, isn't that nice to know? <laughs> I believe he meant, I love you. I believe he meant, I am with you. And I believe he meant, I still believe in you. And he said, breathe this in. Did you remember when he said that in the scripture? He breathed on them. <sighs> what the heck? And you think after those two meetings, it would have been good to go. We're good to go. Saw Jesus twice. He's resurrected. He breathed on us. I'm good. But they won't good. You know what they did? They left Jerusalem where he said, stay. Why did he say stay in Jerusalem? Y'all might not know this. I'm going to give you a little clue. Because 50 days after the resurrection was something called Pentecost, and there would be thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people coming to Jerusalem. What a great place to share the gospel. Yes or no? And you know that's when the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost. So if they're not there, and they're not filled, and they're on the run, this is not going to happen. Y'all, you, 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 you cool with me? So, what do they do instead of stay in Jerusalem? They hightail it for their old life. And they go back to where? The Sea of Galilee, Right? And we saw them last week doing what? They went where? They went fishing. 
nothing wrong with fishing. That's not the point. They went back to their old way. They, did, they left the Lord. And they went back to their old way of life and started doing what they knew without God. And how'd they do that night? They catch anything? Nope. Until Jesus said, hey, you caught anything? They didn't know it was him. So I'm certain, Pastor, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I am certain they cussed words back at him on the shore. That's my strong opinion. Like blank, 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 now. And then somebody said, that was the Lord you said that to? <laughs> and so what does Peter do? Jumps in the water, swims to shore. Also, he told them to throw the net in a certain location. Do you know Jesus knows where the fish are? Jesus doesn't care about fish like he cares about you. He could catch fish all day long. It's no big deal, okay? And he was just trying to show them, you guys ain't even good at catching fish without me. I could put you right on them. That's not the point. I called you away from this to catch men. And so they drug that net. They get to shore. Now, did Jesus take their fish and cook them and give it to them, or did he already have fish cooked? Jesus doesn't need your fish. You need Jesus. But Jesus needs you. He wants you. To do what? Get up. And so he met with them. He talked to all the disciples. Peter's pointed out, but he's talking to every one of them. And he says, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? More than these, then feed my lamb. Then he said, feed my sheep. Last time he said that, Peter's heart was grieved. So were the other disciples. And a light came on. And Peter realized, even though he had failed the Lord, he realized, I love him, and he knows I love him. And it was never about what I did for him. It was never about my efforts. It was that he loved me first. And because he loved me first, that's what drew me to him. And I know he loves me. And those guys got up from that spot they didn't get up totally, but they did get up a little bit. Y'all with me now? Let's go to the message. You might say, I thought that was the message. No, that ain't the message. Good grief. You people are hard. You know I talk to myself up here. Here we go. So focus is the message. I've titled it also being sharp and seeing clearly. Say that with me. Being and seeing. If you're good, I love that. If you're going to get up. And you can. You've got to be sharp right now. This is a time for being sharp. It's a time for those eyes to open up because we can see all kinds of things and we can lose our focus. So you've got to see clearly now. You might say, Clark, why such a big deal on this message? Because Jesus has appeared to them three times. This is the last time he will appear to them. I love football. The coach was here. He's always here in the first service with our football team. Football will be starting in a couple of weeks. But if you know anything about football, you get four downs. Is that correct? And if you get a first down, then you get four more downs. Is that right? Except when you're inside the 10-yard line about to score. You get four downs, and that's it. Y'all hear me or not? Once you're inside the 10, 
There's no first downs coming. There's three times he's met with them. One, two, three. They're right there near the goal line. And they must get in. What if you don't get in? Well, you turn the ball over. Is that what they do? And so that's what I'm thinking about right here. This is the fourth time. Guys, you better focus. This is it. This is your final chance. Or the gospel will not go around the world. Have you ever thought of that, Pastor? That's a lot riding on these fellows, wasn't it? There's a lot riding on us, ain't it? I'm glad when Kim got that call last night, she could hand that phone to me. And she knew Gary would get up. I'm glad that lady at the hospital knew if she called and that phone call came to me, I bet you money, 100%, she knew he'll get over here. But guys, I'm not always like that. I'm like you. It's important I stay up, don't you think? But isn't it important you stay up? Trevor, yes or no? Is it important you stay up? You got your mama right next to you. Mama's been sick. Mama's been hurting. But when you've been hurting, Trevor's been up. Amen? People need us. Please listen to the message today. Focus with me, please. What's focus mean? It means a point of concentration. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. I'm needed. I'm valued. I matter. Think. It's a state of sharpness. Focus. Be sharp right now. Clarity. I see clearer now. My value, my worth. The disciples need to know it's on you boys. I didn't spend three years for you to just get me some new guys. To see clearly. That's what that word means. That's what it means for me and you. The disciples were struggling. We've talked about it. They were moving, but they were moving under their own what? Had it done for them. Pitiful. (laughs) And they were going their own way. Keep looking. Jesus helped them with their what? Fear and failure. And that's probably the two things that will keep you on the floor, fear and failure. They keep you down. But there's another F, focus! <laughs> Amen? All the disciples forsook Jesus. We said that. They are the very ones that he needed to take the gospel in the world. They weren't doing it at all. They were in no shape to do it. I believe personally they also said crucify him when the others said crucify him. They forsook him. They fled I know how bad we can sin. I know how bad we can screw our life up. Yes or no? We ought not play like, oh, you know, it wasn't that bad. We're crazy people. And they were crazy people. So, I mean, they were royally in a bad, bad situation. So, let's keep moving. How can I get back on my feet when I can't see straight? Y'all with me? How can I get back on my feet when I can't see straight? I must have what? Now, you got to help me. Now, you're going to sleep on me. I must have what? Come on. If I want to be sharp, then I need to be able to concentrate on what's important. I need to be able to see clear. I need to be know, I know which way am I going here. And that's what they needed. That's what you need. That's what I need. And it's fourth down, guys. It's the fourth and final time Jesus will meet with them. That's it. That's it. It's over. 
It's either get up now or it's over. And what do we do? We tend to screw around. We keep playing and laying on that floor. As if you got a tomorrow. Did you know some people don't get one? Say. And it might be you, but it might be somebody else that needs you, and you're here, and you can do it, man. You can do this. So, it's go time. Say that with me. It's what? All right. If it's your first time with me, I saw a lot of young ones here today. I, I hope you're okay. In case you think he's not normally like this, I am like this every single time. I'm a lunatic. I'm not as bad as Lewis. That's why I like him. Amen. Let's go. So focus, 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 focus. Who put four focuses up there? Me and Roger. Here we go, your last time. This is it. Let's go to Acts now. It won't take forever. The former treatise I made, Old Theopolis, Luke writing, of all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the who? Whom he had what? Well, that's our jokers, ain't it? To whom he showed himself alive after his passion, his crucifixion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And here's the disciples now. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart Jerusalem. Had they already broke that command and left? But now they're back. But wait for the promise of the Father which said he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized you with water, he says to them. But you're going to be baptized, say it with me, with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Why? Because Pentecost was soon. Now, they don't know God's plan and God's timing, but God knows His plan and His timing. That's what's wrong with you and me being down. We don't know when we're down if somebody needed us up. Oh, I'll get to them later. Could be too late. You need to get up now. Period. Amen? And you can do this if you focus. You can do it. So Jesus helped them with their focus. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're into the message. Now you might say, where are we going? We're in Acts. We're fine. We're fine. This is the fourth time he shows himself to them. Got it? Two times before, see a Galilee, this time in Jerusalem. And they're assembled together. This is the last time. He's going to help them now. He sees them doing this. <laughs> and he's going to help them. When they therefore were come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? I would want to pop them in the mouth. But that's what we do, guys. We start to get up a little bit, and then we think we're good. We think we got the cat by the tail now. Why are you asking such stupid questions, disciples? What are they? Look at them. They've utterly failed the Lord. They've turned their back on him. He's visited them three times. He's trying to help them. 
And so now that they're up a little bit, they're like asking theological questions. Did I lose you on that? When you're starting to get up, don't think it was you that got you up. Don't think you in charge now, because see, I'm up like barely. And Jesus does this to him. He said, you know what? It's not for you to know the times and seasons. You know what that plain English is? Shut up. Shut up. You ain't even up yet. Y'all hear me? Aren't we like, how many would say, that's me? I am so much like that. So anybody want to raise their hand? I start to feel a little bad. I start getting a little better, and all of a sudden I take over again. If that ain't me, I don't know who is. He says, you know what? That's not, that's not important right now. You know what's important? You getting up and doing your job. How about we didn't put you in charge of all the kingdom and seasons and times? How about that? Okay. So do this. So when you, when you start, don't focus on the things you don't need to focus on when you're getting up. Don't focus on the things you don't need to focus on. Got it? Yes or no? You ain't going to figure it all out overnight. It's okay. You don't have to. What we need to do is get up. Did I lose you on that? Is this too hard to understand? Then he gives this incredible verse. Wow, one of the greatest verses in the Bible, right? But you shall receive power. What? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. How many knows that's one of the greatest verses in the Bible? Isn't that powerful? And he says this to people who ain't even up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're going to receive the power to do what God's called you to do if you get up. Do y'all hear me or not? You lo- am I losing you? I want you to think about you. I want you to think about your life. Where are you at right now in your life? Well, I can't do it. I can't change. I can't. Why can't you? He's going to give you the power to do it. He's going to give you the power. You can do what you can do, but he's going to give you the power to do what you need to change. You hear me? He wants you. He loves you. He believes in you. He cares for you. And he, you're important to him. You're going to be witnesses unto me. And God wants that out of you. The disciples aren't the only one called to be witnesses. You and I are called to be witnesses. You're going to represent me. Where? In Inglewood. Where? In the neighboring towns and counties. Where? In the state of Florida, the United States of America, perhaps. Where? In all the earth. In all the earth. I had a man here in the service this morning. He prayed for somebody for 60 years. 60 years. He was a doctor in his family. He was a good man. But he was a man who just didn't put his faith in God at all. And this week, over the last few weeks, this man who he prayed for in another country in Paraguay got saved this week. Praise the Lord. That's all the world, man. We had a race car driver, Bud. I think I may have said it earlier, the race car driver. Hard, tough, you know, tough guy. Didn't know the Lord. He comes to a town called Inglewood, Florida. Goes to a high school called Lemon Bay. Here's a crazy guy named Gary. Puts his faith in Jesus Christ. You mean I've had a part in seeing somebody saved from Indiana? Yeah. Because that's our world. That's us, that's us guys. Amen? But if I'm down and out and not up and in, 
How can I make a difference? You hear me? Don't let your past screw your life up. Regardless of what you think, yesterday is gone. And that means good things, but it also means bad things. Today's a new day, a new start, a fresh opportunity for you to get up. Focus now, not on craziness and the past and taking charge now by yourself. Focus on following. It's fourth down. We're almost done. Jesus broke from the huddle. What does that mean? Read the scriptures. Look at him with me. And when he had spoken these words, they were t- he's talking to the, the apostles. They looked at him and he was taken up. What? He was taken up in a cloud and he was received out of their sight. This is called the ascension. He ascended into heaven. And while they stood there, oh no, where'd you go? While they looked steadfast into heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. I guess they're angels, I guess. And the angel said, you men of Galilee, you crazy people here. Why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven, he's going to come again in like manner as you've so seen him go away. Amen. But here they are, and that would be all of us. Oh, no. So quit standing here looking around. Did you know your life matters? Your life matters. You matter. Get up. Okay? And that's what they did. So it's go time. Now, what does that mean? He broke the huddle. Here's what I asked the coach. He sat up there this morning. I said, Coach, I've watched him do it. I watch him do it every game. He gives the plays. Our head coach is the play caller. He gives the plays through signals. Now, once the quarterback has the play, can the, can the coach go out there and do the job for him? No, in practice, he does. He'll walk out there and grab him. You go over here and you... But when it's go time, there is none of that anymore. And now it's go. See how Jesus left? It's all on them now. Did you know what? He loves the tar out of you, but it's all on you. It really is on you. I, I can't. I have a hard enough time getting my own self up. Okay? This is on you, man. It's fourth down. There is no other first down coming. It's either score, it's either that, or I'm done. See it like that. Focus. They returned. Look at what happened. Now, before they went to Galilee, didn't they? And they left town. (laughs) You know what I mean? But look, where'd they go? They went from the Mount of Olives where Jesus ascended. It's a short journey. They call it a Sabbath day. It's a short walk. I've walked it many times. It's not that big a deal. So, when they were come in, they they walked from, from the Mount of Olives. And when they were come in, they went into what? Say it with me. They went where? To the what? How many ever heard of the upper room before? Yeah, they were in this room, and they're, look at who's there. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, uh, Simon, Zealous, etc., and Judas, not the Judas Iscariot, but the brother of James. So, they return. So, are they up? Are they up? Here's the answer. Yes, they are. Are they running, or are now they returning? They're returning. Remember that when you're trying to get up. Don't run some other way. 
Go back to what's right. Whatever that is, what God says, which is good for you. Amen? Number two, they what? They continued. They continued. They continued. They continued. But how did they continue? Say it with me. In one what? Do you think these disciples up to this point were probably fussing, fighting, name-calling, pointing out the finger? You did. You, well, I heard you say this. Yeah, but you did. And yeah, but can you imagine it? But now they're, they're looking at Look how they're talking to each other now. They're in what? They're getting, can you feel them getting up? Have I lost you? And they're also, they're doing what? In what? Prayer. Before it was like, you know, here's what I think. This is what I'm going to do. I'll go fishing. And everybody followed him. There they went off a cliff. But now they're seeing what God would want. And they're not just praying. They're doing it with supplication. They're taking effort. They're trying. And they're laying it out before God. Amen. But wait, I saw this. But they're doing it with who? With the who? Oh, my gosh. You know what that means? Here's what that means. When they left and they were locked in that one room, waiting to die, or when they went to Galilee, they didn't care about the women. Where were the women? They ran, they left, and here's these women, and they just any women. There's Mary, the mother of Jesus. You left Mary? Who are you leaving on the floor? Who are you leaving when you're down? Who, what are you doing? That's just hit me like a ton of bricks. I guess they matter. I mean, they really matter, don't they, the apostles? So here's Mary, but look at that next line. And all is what? You'll see in another scripture, there was 120 people in that room. You know what? I do math. I'm a math guy. I've always been a math person. I especially like math when it comes to money. I love being debt-free. That's my favorite math in the world. But you know what that math is? There was 12 of them. One of them betrayed him. All of them forsook him and fled. That's 10 times 12. 10 times 12 is 120, right? Did you know there's probably 10 times you that you can reach and that you need to reach? And when you're down, just think about all those people. 10 times you. You're focused on you. There's 10 times that many there's 10 times that you can make the difference. If you'll get up, there's 10 times. There's 10 times. That's how important you are. 10 times. 10 times. 10 times I matter. 10 times I have value. I didn't know the funeral I was going to have in Ohio this week. I didn't know I'd get a call last night. Those are just two things in my week. But there's people that 10 times need me. Did y'all hear me? You like that math? I like that math. So they continued in one accord, in prayer and supplication. And the last thing is this. We're done. I got communion. I'm sorry I'm late. Here's the last one. What's his position called? Don't leave on me. You'll miss the message. He's the center. Wonder what that X means. He ain't there. Can you have a football team without a center, yes or no? You cannot have a football team without a center. You cannot have a football team without a center. 
and they ain't got one. Who's the center, Jesus? No, the center is Judas. The center is Judas. Judas was the center. Judas was the one who kept the treasury or the ball. I'm going to tell you something. I think what Judas did killed those apostles. I think it destroyed them. Did they deny him? Sure they did. Are they better than Judas? No, they are not. But I think he was one of them. I think they loved him. They loved him. They believed in him. And what he did killed them. You say, Clark, I thought you was preaching the Bible. Oh, I am, and most people don't preach it. Let's go. I ain't missed a scripture. So what they do? They returned. They continued. And here's a fancy word. They rectified. Say that with me. They rectified. What does that mean? Guys, we don't have a center. We got a problem. How are we going to do this if we don't address this problem? And in those days, Peter stood up in the middle of them and he said, the number of the names together were how many in that room? A hundred and what? See, I ain't lying. Men and brethren, the scripture must needs have been fulfilled. What has happened? It was prophesied. When we go back to the Old Testament, we can see that one would betray him. It's in the Bible, guys. And you know, we're fishermen. We don't know the Bible. But look what I found. Look, it's in here, man. we got to deal with this. It was there by the Holy Ghost, by the mouth of David. King David spoke this concerning who? which was guide to them that took Jesus. He was numbered with us. He was part of us. He was family, man. And he attained this part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with a reward of iniquity, 30 pieces of silver. He fell headlong. He burst asunder. What does that mean? Over there in the Holy Land, I've been there a bunch of times. That make me a pro. But here's how they execute people and how they did it back when. They would take them to a high pinnacle and throw them off. Usually a cliff. Absolutely. They take them and there you go. Splat. And then to make sure they were dead, they would pick up stones and stone them to death. And so Judas took himself off of that cliff. And that's what happened. And Peter's having to deal with this. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem in so much that that field is called in the proper tongue, academia, that is to say the field of blood. It was well known where he went and what he did. For it's written in the book of the Psalms, let his habitation be desolate, let no one dwell therein. Big word. And let his what? Bishop Frick go to somebody else. You might say, Clark, you're messing my head up this morning. What does that mean? Let somebody else take his place. So Peter had to be the man. He had to get up and man up. And he had to deal with that problem of Judas and Judas not being here anymore. And you might say, well, that don't seem like a big deal. Are you kidding me? Wherefore, of these men which have accompanied with us all the time, they're in that room, 
Since Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto this day when he was taken from us right here, we're going to pick one of these men that's been with us from day one, and he's going to fill Judas's spot. Because we don't have a sinner, and we got to go and we got to score. So what they do? <laughs> they said, well, you, Joseph, called Barsabbas, Barsabbas, who was named Justin, and they picked and Matthias. They were both great guys. They only needed what? You can't have two sinners. And they prayed and said, Lord, you know the hearts of all these men. Show us which one will be the one we should choose, that he might take part in the ministry and apostleship from which Judas transgressed and fell, that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots. It's just, well, I mean, we used to play eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Remember that one? You might not like that. It's life. That's what they did. Got two great guys. Got to pick one of them. They did. The lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11. So they're back up to how many now? Clark, why'd you do this today? It's nuts. Well, part of your getting up is dealing with what got you down. Say that with me. Part of my getting up is dealing with what got me. Does that make any sense? I can't deal with your stuff. And you can, can't deal with my stuff. My stuff's my stuff. Your stuff's your stuff. But somebody's got to deal with it. And guess who that somebody is? You and me. Because you can try to return, you can try to continue, but until you rectify. I don't think, I'm not saying you can't get up, but I'm going to say it's going to be probably a long struggle until you really deal with that. Does that make any sense to y'all? And I think God put in a re this in the Scripture for a real reason, and I think it's pretty clear to me why He did it. You might say, are we done, Pastor? We're done. Let's thank God for His Word today. We're absolutely done. That's the end of it. It's over. I know you thought it was going to go on forever. 